Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Batman for the Game Boy. Batman was developed and published by Sunsoft for the Game Boy in April of 1990 in Japan, in June of 90 in North America, and some other time in 1994 PAL territories. All right, on. This game was based on the 1989 Batman movie, which redefined Batman in the eyes of the populace and my 10-year-old brain. It was big, man. Um, I remember I was kind of young, you know, so... I remember thinking of this as like the hardcore Batman. I mean, it, I guess it was compared to the Batman 66 that you kind of saw, but... Definitely. It was big. Now, this was one of three games released based on the film, uh, and this, the Game Boy 1, is considered the least connected to the movie. Yeah, I, you get the cutscenes, but otherwise it's just kind of generic Batman action. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So, Nick, what kind of game is Batman for the Game Boy? Um, it's a side-scrolling action platformer, uh, much like uh, many, many games of this era. <laughs> yeah, but not as many on the Game Boy. It's true. And uh, this one, um, you know, it's it's Batman, but you're using guns, so you kind of just have to deal with that. Yeah, that's my first note in here, as uh, why is Batman using a gun? <laughs> Uh, he's just had enough, I guess. I guess so. Now, you know, one thing to note, it's only the comic book Batman that has the no-kill policy. And possibly the animated series. Yeah, yeah. But if you look right. at the 89 movie, he's killing people. Oh, right. He's gunning guys down on that uh, Batmobile and stuff. Exactly. Now, you can jump in this game. Yeah. And uh, it is kind of Mario-esque? Yeah, I mean, you do have that kind of control, but it is a little weird. Like It's a very heavy jump. Yeah, and I feel like it's more vertical than it is horizontal. I will agree like, with you entirely, and that has gotten me into a lot of sticky situations. Well, and I think there's like a slight delay, kind of, you know, a lag between jump, pressing the button and jumping, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's like you don't instantly jump as fast as you, as you might imagine. Like, it caused me to fall off ledges sometimes where, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Um, one thing too about this is, uh, you know, this is a side-scrolling game, but this is still a, a no backtracking game. You're not, you know, going, you're not exploring this level. You're kind of just pushing through, um, left to right standardly. Uh, but you do have a lot of, uh, you know, destroyable blocks to check out. Yeah. And that's, um, I guess those are those blocks. They're slightly darker than the normal ones. Mm -hmm. And those are how you get the, the power-ups in this game. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about those power-ups. Yeah, let's do it. Now... They are very simple little sprites, so you have to be careful with a lot of them. Yeah, there it's just like a little box with a letter signifying said power up in it. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the extra shot. Which one? It is a gun in a white square. Oh, got you. Yeah. Um in the manual it lists these as your spear. It's like spear up or down. Like you can uh um yeah, this one, yeah, the black gun. The white then... one gives you more bullets. Okay. The black one takes away bullets. Yeah, it's, uh, for some reason, I don't know why you would want to decrease the number of shots you have on screen, but, you know, you start with one, right? And, you mm -hmm. know, as you, you can build up to nine, I think, um, if we keep... Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. 
And that's across all your weapons. Right. So you want to avoid the ones in the black square, the black background, but you definitely want to get all the ones in the white square. Yeah, one of the weird things, or I mean, it's kind of a strategy you have to start to get, aside from just memorizing where all the, the weapons are, where you're like, get to the right of it before you shoot it, because you might get screwed into taking a gun down. or Yeah, you always want to pass those blocks and then shoot them from the right-hand side. If at all possible. Now, you can also pick up points in this game. It's a B in a circle, I'm guessing for Batman. Yeah, that's a good, uh, or bonus, uh, 5,000 points. And then, of course, Batman does have health in this game. Yeah, you have a little health meter, but it's really like, what, four or five hits mm-hmm. somewhere? Like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of variation in strength of damages from enemies. No. And if you get a heart, that refills your health. Which is much appreciated. But one heart is, what, one-fourth? Yeah, I think so. Now, and this is a weird one. The bat shield. Yeah, um, this actually, the manual lists it as a bat wing. But it's not a bat wing. But it's not a bat wing. That's what he flies around in. But it's just, uh, you can have what, I mean, it just orbits you and protects you. It absorbs a shot. Um, And you can get a bunch of these. Yeah, I think you can have up to four at once. And uh, they they can help, I mean, give you a little extra hardiness there where you're battling the, the bad guys. And they will hurt an enemy if they run into them as well. And now we're into the actual weaponry of Batman, um, oddly enough. And we'll start with the shotgun. Yeah, this... um, Well, it's an S in the square. I mean, you start with what is the normal. The N is your normal shot, right? Correct, yeah. So that's just a normal, you shoot a full screen. Uh And then once you get the S or shotgun, it's a very short range weapon. I don't see any real advantage to it. No. Uh, I don't think either of these will shoot through walls either. So they both like... I Every time I got the S, I cursed myself immediately because I'm like, this is no good. No, the, the the first weapon you really want to get besides your normal gun is the wave gun, and that is a W in a square. Yeah, this is an awesome gun. There's lots of, uh, you know, for hitting enemies that are crouching or slightly off your uh, horizontal alignment, you know? Yeah, the only downside is sometimes it can be kind of a pain to get the blocks you need broken open with it. Yes, yes it can, but to its credit, this will go through walls, so it, it can make a lot of these, uh, you know, little tricky areas a lot easier. Huh. Well, then how do you feel about the power gun, the P in the square? Um, well, it's it's all right, I guess. I, for some reason, I, I don't remember seeing this till closer to the end of the game. And I, I remember thinking it was must be super awesome. But it's really, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's It has a slightly, I don't think it's stronger, but it goes through a full screen and through walls. So you, you got that going for you. It's not as squirrely as the wave gun, if, if you prefer. So a little easier to aim. Yeah. But then we have the laser, which is not an L. It is a T. Oh, okay. I was wondering about this because I actually never saw this weapon. Oh, really? And it's in the manual. It's listed as the tranquilizer. Hmm. Strangely enough. I don't know if I saw it either. I remember looking for it and I was like, this must be hidden somewhere better or maybe I'm just too dumb. But uh, the manual does say it is stronger and goes through walls and has no rapid fire. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe cartridge commandos can't confirm. But the gun you really want... Yeah. The piece de resistance is the gun you should have. The bat gun that shoots out batarangs. Yes. Um, this is also a B, so, but it's not a round. It's like, an R. Just oh, a really poorly yeah. realized R. That's right. Uh, you're, yeah. For rang, I guess. But mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a great weapon because it, you know, it's, it's a little similar to the cross or boomerang in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, moves forward and then comes back. Um, but unlike Castlevania, you can get up to four, five, six. If you can get a bunch of these on screen at once, yeah, it's you're just instant killing everything, filling everything. It also it goes through walls, so it's uh, by far my favorite weapon. Okay, and then there is the bomb. Yeah, this is a, a smoke bomb, says the book. Um, but it just kills everything in the screen, and uh, yeah. Although there is the uh, there is another little power up that speeds up your bat or your bat wings, quote unquote. Oh, is that what that pill thing does? Yeah, if it doesn't do anything, if you have a bat wing, it'll start moving it faster. And I could never figure out what that did. I've I got it a couple times, but I'm not sure like if it maxes out or how fast you can get them going. If it's just one speed or or not, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, pretty cool. Now you can get uh, extra lives in this game. You start with three lives, mm-hmm. and every two hundred thousand points. Yeah, yeah. You can get another free man, which uh, can take a little doing. I don't know. I could get a few before I'd have to continue. You know. With... And there are unlimited continues. Yes. But for a portable, it's a little sad that there are no save states or passwords. No, it's yeah. Well, this is a mini-sode, and uh, we are not going to take this game exactly level by level. I think we'll do a general chat and maybe talk about the levels in brief. Sure. And then I'd also like to apologize for any uh, lack of enthusiasm sounding on my part (laughs) or uh, oddness in my voice. I have been very sick lately, and Nick can attest to this. Uh, He is is having to podcast across from me shirtless (laughs) as I am in the sweats. That's right. All you jealous ladies or guys, you know. Yeah, um, but don't worry. We will edit out any uh, throwing up noises, and uh, that'll be the last I talk about the sickness there for any <laughs> squeamish uh, in stomach. But Batman for Game Boy. This is considered one of the better Game Boy games by a lot of people. I mean, I can see that. Um, I had, you know, I remember playing this before, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a kid, Um briefly a vaguely i didn't you know i don't i didn't own it i remember playing it and liking it vaguely you know uh-huh but i i don't think i ever played this on the game boy oh really yeah oh. i pretty much i bought it for seven dollars like three months ago and said this should be on our list no uh-huh. I, I mean um one of the things i really like about it, it reminds me a lot of the first super mario land in that they had the, the really small sprites i love the batman sprite in this game yeah, it's his cute little. It's almost chibi, you know. His ears and head are kind of big, but yeah, I don't think you can make a smaller sprite of Batman. I yeah, they really have it down to pixels, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because you know it gives you more effective play area on the screen, which yeah. I really you know I'm a fan of. And it's kind of sad because I feel like you know these were two kind of early games, and a lot of the other games seem to once they figured out how to get more out of the Game Boy sprite wise. Uh-huh. They started to favor bigger, more detailed stuff. Right. I I can see that as well. I mean, especially in the game we'll talk about next, but this game <laughs> is a masterwork of tiny sprites. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, and graphically, you got to give it to them for the cutscenes. Like Those are really good. They look awesome. They're barely animated, but the, you know, the fidelity, the graphical, you but know. They, they did change a few weird things in those cutscenes. Oh, well, they're loosely, you know, related. Well, because it's the Axel chemical cam. Yeah, yeah. It's the Axel chemical plant instead of the Axis chemical plant. Yeah, which is weird. Well, why? I don't understand why they would have to change that. So, Uh, Axis powers? I don't know. Ace. No. Well, in the actual comic, it is the Ace chemical plant. In the cart, in. In the video game, it is something different. And it's the Axis, isn't it? Yeah, but I just don't understand why they would change that one little thing. I I don't know. Um. 
because I, 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 I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the original or the Batman movie that this was coming off of. So I was just like, the chemical plant, whatever. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, the first level in this game is Gotham City. Yeah, um, it's just a, a pretty decent looking, you know, kind of cityscape background. You're just on the streets. Uh, I give them credit to putting... The background stuff is kind of gray, mm-hmm. and as foreground is darker, so you can tell where you can jump pretty easily. Yeah, and it's not doing any parallax scrolling or anything like that crazy, but it's right. definitely giving you the ideas that you need to understand how the level's laid out. Yeah, and I mean, I think they chose well to staying faithful to the kind of set design of the movie, you know, the gothic, Gotham, the... And really, I mean, there's not much to this level. You just left to right, uh, and you fight goons criminals i don't know guys some of them have guns yeah and even the guys with guns really aren't difficult because you never enter the screen on like they're parallel not you yeah it's it's more about just getting them as soon as they appear or letting them walk off <laughs> yeah they'll fall the ledge <laughs> and then once you've made it through gotham you follow jack in the movie jack napier yeah into the chemical factory Yes, um, this is uh, some pretty good-looking, like, industrial background-looking stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Pipes, chemical tanks, etc. And this is where, like, the jumps will start to get a little more tricky. Yep, yep. But, and uh, and you'll start fighting uh, the first of many weird uh, tanks slash robots. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess they were some sort of chemical plant machine. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then uh, after this level is another chemical factory level. Yeah, this is where you get these weird uh, kind of robots that remind me of the monobikes from that one anime, like Venus Wars or whatever. Oh, where yeah. Where it's like one wheel kind of coming at you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, pretty easy, pretty short. And this is where you will have the uh, boss battle with Jack Napier. Yes. And uh, one thing I don't remember from the movie is that Jack Napier is a giant of a man. <laughs> he is. He's like twice your height. So he's look, you're looking at like an eight, nine foot tall uh, pre-Joker. And for some reason, this was a problem. A lot of games in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, I felt like had. You know, you would have your sprite of your character. And then if you were fighting a boss that was also supposed to be a human, it was oddly out of shape a lot of times. Uh, there's, man, there are some, yeah. A lot of games have some weird scaling problems, but... Uh, but this guy is real easy. Yeah, just shoot that. I don't even remember doing anything special. I just battering the heck out of him, Yeah, you know, and pretty easily. And then he'll fall into the vat with a pretty cool little sploosh. Yeah, it's it's kind of twisted, but it's it's pretty cool that they follow the beginning of the Batman mythos and the origin of the Joker. And then when you're done, you're back on the streets of Gotham City. Yeah, yep. You're on. This is stage two, area one. But yeah, you're. I like that they use the Gotham streets as kind of like the interstitial. Like you're going to the next area. Right. So you're you're on the streets now, but they're overrun with robots and those weird kind of thwomp smasher things. Mm, Yes, the enemies stop making much sense at this point. Yeah, you had a little bit, so get used to it. But um, you know, it's a pretty standard. You know. Moving left to right to the Flugelheim Museum. Oh, what a fancy sounding museum. It is, I guess. Um, it's got a pretty fancy looking background, too. I like the marbly granite kind of looking floors and mm-hmm. lots of tank bots in here. Um, when you get through, I mean, that's for level 2-2. Two, 2-3 two. Two, is still in the Flugelheim Museum, but this level is kind of cool because you get a little more, uh, it's kind of mazy. You get some split paths. You have to decide whether you're going to be on the top or the bottom. And, you know, neither one seems to be, like, an easy path. 
yeah, they're not really great, but I'm like, hey, give you some options for what it's worth, I guess. Uh, and then, I mean, once you beat that, um, you are out of, you're done with the Flugelheim Museum, and you are into the Batwing. Yeah. For a weird, uh, you know, this is level three, as you know, we didn't mention earlier, but you get two uh, stages, kind of, of Batwing action. Yes, and, you know, this was a common trope, again, in some of these older games. Look at Kirby, look at, you know... Rocket Knight, but mm-hmm. uh, you know the the bat winging in this is is pretty easy. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, I give them uh, credit to making it a little interesting from just a standard. You know, it's a side scrolling to the right, Gradius style, mm-hmm. but you can shoot. Uh, you know, A shoots to the right and B shoots to the left, so you can shoot front and back, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and um, you know, you'll have uh, helicopters, jets, these big planes, big helicopters, balloons, all kinds of missiles, things are coming at you. And, uh, you know, at first, especially in the first level, I was like, all right, I'm just, you know, playing this normal shooting back when I need to. But, uh, and then you'll get to that weird spaceship boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they call it an air, a flying gunship, but it's totally a spaceship. It looks straight out of Gradius, but uh, it comes out and emits these bullets. It moves really fast, kind of in a circular pattern around the screen. while. Um, I just, you know, if, if you have turbo, it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Just shoot the heck out of this thing, front or back, you know. Your backward shooting uh, guns didn't seem to be as useful against this boss. It usually stayed towards the front of you. Yeah, it, for the most part it does. Um, but it's once you get to the second Batwing stage, 3-2. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets a little more hairy. Um, yeah, definitely. This is where I stopped trying to differentiate between my two uh, bullets and was just jamming on a and b at the same time almost continually to Mm -hmm. just fill the whole screen with bullets because i mean while you can pretty quickly these levels aren't long so you can memorize what's coming at you pretty quick it still just makes it a lot easier because you kind of have like a double boss here yeah it's a little more intense than i would expect yeah you get that first like helicopter that comes out and uh you know it comes from the left so you have to get out of its way Um, yeah it'll it'll shoot out these bullets, but this one in particular, I was like, I just stay right in front of it and just jam down and kill it as quickly as I can, but the second boss is a little trickier. Yeah. Because it puts out those four, it's like a weird spaceship-looking thing, and it emits these four turrets, I guess? I don't know, whatever they are. They go to the corners and shoot at you mm-hmm. while it's shooting bullet patterns at you, and this but, was the toughest boss part of the game, I thought. I thought so, too, but there was a couple safe spots to yeah. hide in those bullets. If You, you just got to get up there, and I mean... We didn't mention it, but the Batwing also has a health meter, so if you get here with full health, you can just get right in front of him and gun him down. Yeah, definitely. And if you do that, then you are free to go to the Gotham Cathedral, which is a a great place for some more fancy backgrounds. Uh, Yeah, no, I really like the backgrounds in this one. Yeah, and the... This is where I think the music starts to... It sounds pretty Castlevania. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. The, the soundtrack's good for this stuff. Oh, yeah. They definitely take that gothic feel and run with it. And like, you know, like most cathedrals I've been to, this one's full of robots, and they will uh, attack you. So you Goddamn must... cathedral robots. <laughs> so as you make your way through the cathedral, you do encounter some new enemies that are a little, a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. And those are the ones that kind of duck. Or, like, low to the ground? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's those weird robots that are, like, it's like a half-bot, kind of, you know? It's, like, along the ground, and I think this is where you start seeing, I mean, I called them ninjas, but I don't know. They just look like guys that jump now. Yeah. Maybe have a ponytail or something, but martial artist, maybe. At the end of this level, you just go on to more of the cathedral. 
yeah, um, it's another cathedral level. Again, a lot more robots, um, and you fight your way through until well, you... Well, there is one big difference about the second cathedral level, mm-hmm. and that is it's auto-scrolling. Oh, yeah, that's right. I shouldn't... <laughs> and that definitely increases the challenge. It does. Um, it's it's not super fast, but it can cause you to make stupid mistakes. Well, especially with some of those trickier jumps. Yeah, especially because, um, again, we talked about it, and maybe uh, you guys out there will agree. This is a weird kind of floaty jump that can catch you off guard, even at this advanced stage in the game. But, you know, if you can handle that little bit of weirdness, those <laughs> half robots and that sped-up level, you'll find yourself at the boss, the final boss of this game. The Joker himself. Yes. No oh. longer are you fighting Jack. You're now fighting a eight foot, nine foot tall Joker. Yeah, and uh, you're in. You're up in the bell tower. You know, just like the movie. You got a which big, is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You got a you bat in the belfry. Ha huh, huh. But his actual fight is not that hard. No, in fact, I don't think it's any different than the first time. I just I may, he, I might have ducked and just shot at him. He shoots a spread of three bullets instead of a single bullet. Oh well, yeah, he is gaming up, but. Yeah. Very easy to defeat, man. And you get a... You get a nice little little video. Yeah. A cutscene. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's I actually kind of weird, too, because it's him falling off the cathedral. Yeah, yeah. But then you get a shot of him, like, smushed into concrete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. That's pretty hardcore that they stuck it's with that for, you know... <laughs> definitely a little intense. Nick, in our minisodes, we kind of do a general review mm-hmm. based around our last question. Sure. And that is, should you play this game? I think this game is worth a play. I would agree. It's um, it's not super tough. Actually, it's really short, and you have infinite continues, so if you really put your mind to it, you can beat this game in an hour or two. Oh, definitely. And then once you're good at it, it takes maybe 30 minutes to beat I mean, most of the difficulty just comes from the weird jump, uh, mm-hmm. but um, it's doable. It's got great music. Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, you know, I like the little small sprites, and the cutscenes are very high detail and look really good, especially for being on a Game Boy. For me, it's all about those sprites and, uh, you know, putting aside the fact that Batman has a gun. He does move around a <laughs> lot like Batman, and it's a pretty fun time. Right, that brings us to our second game of the show, and that would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan. Yes. What a great song. Yeah, I, I really hope you like it if you're going to play this game, because... <laughs> you are going to be hearing it a bit. It's like one of three songs. Now, TMNT, Fall of the Foot Clan, was developed by Konami, and was released in Japan in August of 1990, and 91 in Europe, but released by Rare in North America in August of 1990 as well. Nice. Now, this game is, of course, based on the little-known indie comic... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You probably never heard of it. Probably never. And um, JK, it is based on the wildly popular 1987 cartoon featuring those comic book characters. Indeed, indeed. They were everywhere. It still are. Yes, I gave myself over willingly to Turtle Mania 
I and, was a convert as well. And uh, I would I would pretty much buy anything that they they wanted to give me toys, video games. Yeah, yeah. I, I even had a Michelangelo stuffed animal. Nice. That was all about it, man. I would take it all. And uh, in fact, um, this was one of the. Th- I didn't own this game, but you know, it was as soon as another turtle game was out, you know, because as much as I love the original NES TMNT. It just didn't quite scratch the itch I had back then. No, no. Now, this Ninja Turtles game was actually titled uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in Europe. Oh, yeah, because ninjas were bad. <clears throat> yeah, I guess um, Europe had a much larger ninja problem in the late <laughs> 80s and early 90s than we did. So I'm not sure why they were so freaked out about ninjas. Well, ninjas are deadly, man. Well, they are, and therefore the word ninja could not be used on any sort of kids' programming toys or video games. Man. Now, as we heard, this game does have a great rendition of the theme song, and that version was composed by Michiru Yamane, who is most well-known for composing the music of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, nice. Hey, man, uh, they get a lot... I mean, I might take a couple jabs at the repetitiveness of the of the song, but it sounds really good coming out of the Game Boy. Like, there's a lot of high-quality effects and sounds in there, man. And then listeners of the show may recognize her music in Rocket Knight. Mm. But lastly, let's talk about the box art. And the box art is, oddly enough, the cover of the Archie Comics adaptation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Oh, is it really? Okay. I didn't, uh, I didn't actually see the box art, I'll be honest. It's the same on the cartridge. Oh, okay. Which, right, right. For me, is a permanent memory. <laughs> so, Nick, what kind of game is TMNT Follow the Foot Clan? Well, Eric, it is a side scrolling action platformer. Whoa. Yet again. Um,. This is a very standard, um, you, <laughs> you you walk to the right, you jump, um, I'm not sure if you can... So let's go with the jump. You start with a, you have a very tall, very big jump. Yeah, it's similar to Batman in a way. But, Even bigger. Uh, yeah, you're going a full screen up, but only a few squares to the right, so to speak. Barely, rarely used though. Yeah, I mean, unless you have to, you, um, you have your standard, you know, you can choose one of four turtles. Um, they're all about the same. I, I haven't I noticed, noticed no difference at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, you do have different weapon sprites since they can't distinguish them through color. Right. And uh, But, yeah, you just walk to the right. If you duck and attack, you will throw a ninja star, which is very neat, very useful. Yeah, it's a neat, uh, neat little touch. Um, but, really, you're just going through five levels here. <laughs> well, there are a few different power-ups, so let's start with those. Okay. And when I said there are a lot of power-ups, I meant two. There is no. <laughs> the full pizza and a slice of pizza. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny in the manual they list, they're like, you know, you got the, the box, the pizza box, and then you got the slice pizza. And they're like, it's the world's first edible pizza box. I thought that was cute. And a full pizza box gives you four health boxes, and a pizza slice gives you two. And then how many do you start the game with? I think eight. Okay. Across your four turtles. And, you know, your turtles are kind of like lives when one of them is dies, but they're captured but there's no way to get them back. No, so don't get your hopes up there. <laughs> no. So you only have the four lives or the four turtles in the game, but you do get your full health refilled at the end of each level. Yes. So that's super nice. And then there are also bonus stages throughout the game. 
Yeah, there's three different types of bonus stages. You can find in just random, like, You basically have spots. to go up to the edge of, like, a pipe or something like that and then duck. Certain areas. I started, I mean, I, I won't say for every level, but a lot of them where it's, like, right away, go to the left and jump up in that mm -hmm. corner. There seems to be, there's, like, two or three levels that have that, you know, there's a bonus game hidden right there. Now, I played this game a lot and owned it as a child, so I still remembered where all of the bonus levels were. Oh, nice. And when you complete a bonus level, if you win, you get your health refilled. Yeah, which it can be a big help. The three types of bonus games are, um, one is kind of like a skeet shoot. Yeah. That's probably the most challenging. Yeah, you just, I mean, how many of those targets do you have to hit? To... It depends on which one of them you're at. Oh, okay. Different difficulties. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is the pick a number between one and a thousand. Yeah, that one um, confused me the first time just because I'm like, what it's like, it'll say high or low, mm -hmm. and I'm like, or or more or less, and I'm like, wait a minute, am I more or less, or is the target number more or less? So like, <laughs> Shredder is, so Splinter is lying to you. When he says it's higher, then you need to go lower. Right, right. It's weird, like, uh, kind of counterintuitive somewhat. And then my favorite one is the... I don't even know how you call what you call it. It's a game against Krang. Yeah. And there are throwing stars on the field, and you want to leave the other player with one throwing star. And you can pick as many as you like on sets of one, two, or three rows. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of strange, but it's, it's fun. Uh, I've seen this kind of element as a kid in different kind of like little games you can play, but this is the first time I'd ever seen it in like a video game. Yeah, and uh, it always made me feel really smart, and that's why I like it a lot. Yeah, outsmarting Krang. Now, stage one, Nick, where are you? Um, oh, real quick, I do want to tell you some things here. I took some special notes. Normally don't talk about the manual, but this bad boy is uh, a Konami treat, okay? Because um has lots of, like, you know, the Archie-style artwork for the Ninja Turtles in it. Okay, cool. But it's just full of lots of dumb, weird puns and stuff. Like, it has descriptions of all the turtles, and in the Raphael one, they call him a 21st century wizard warrior. That's weird. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, the boss fights are called killer war zones, and normal levels are just usual war zones. Wow. And, and the, uh, the, all the bosses are called high karate dudes. And uh, Krang is listed as an alien warlord whose body was blown to bits. Is that right? No. The, I thought the, he was the brain a... people are their own ranks. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was like, these guys are taking liberties here. It's pretty weird. But usually, especially for Game Boy, there's not a lot going on manual-wise. But this one's actually worth a look. All right. All right, Nick. I say we talk about this game in our general chat slash level-by-level section. Let's do it. Now, this game does hold a soft spot for me, nostalgia-wise. But I do understand that it can be a little slow-paced. For, yeah, for modern players, it's a slow move, man. Like your just movement is slow, and I don't know if that's just Game Boy stats, you know, holding it back, or if it was like we're trying to space this level out. You know, there's only five levels, and you can actually choose which levels to play, mm -hmm. which, which is weird. But to get the ending, you have to go one through five, right? In, in order, order, yeah, yeah. So as a kid, my favorite was Michelangelo. I was a Raphael guy, but sadly. It doesn't seem to matter in this game. Your your hitbox is so small, you don't really extend that weapon very far at all. No, and even like the bow staff doesn't seem to. You know, all the weapons are very interchangeable. They don't really seem to have any different hitbox at all. So it's just yeah, they're all just lives, or personal pref. You know. But I will say that the Foot Clan they look pretty good in this game. 
Yeah, actually, on the Ninja Turtles, they all look, there were some good-looking sprites here. All around, the sprites are pretty darn good. A little large for my taste on the screen, but, mm-hmm. yeah. But they do let you jump pretty high out of it, so. Yeah, you get a jump kick, and which you can do more than once in the air. It's not like the the TMNT arcade, you know, where you jump, and then when you kick, you do right. that dive, but this one, you can... Now, stage one is uh, kind of like an outside area. Lots of barrels. Yeah, yeah, like you would expect from a, you know, you're in the city, ninjas, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, you know, a giant motorcycle with a... Oh, yeah, you'll get the big trikes with, like, three-foot soldiers on it. But you can jump so high that they're not much of a problem. Yeah, the, I mean, if they're not... You have to get them moving towards you and jump over them because I don't think you can jump far enough to go over, like, a stationary one. But right. I don't think any of them are stationary anyway. So. No. And then another cool thing about this area is that there's, like, a little water spots that you, you think may hurt you or be deep, but they're not. They're just, like, scenery. Yeah, which, again, you're a turtle. It shouldn't hurt you. Exactly. And then at the end of this level is Rocksteady. Yeah, first boss, Rocksteady. Um, One of the easiest bosses in all of video game history. Yeah, um, you can just... Uh, Stand perfectly still and spam your button. It's um, it's kind of sad, but... I, I mean, these are similar strategies for most of the bosses in this game, but... Right. But again, Rocksteady looks good, faithful to the cartoon, so credit there. I would even venture to say it looks better than the NES one. I, You know, I think you might be right. But if you can defeat him, you will move to stage two... I think you're underground now? I think, yeah, it's the sewer level. Yeah, and there's, like, pillars that can crush you, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're really slow. It's, uh, yeah, you want to avoid them for the most part, but, I mean, is this where you'll start seeing the roadkill, or the Mausers are in this level, you know, if, you know, like you'll see in other uh, Ninja Turtle games where they pop out, and if they get you, they bite you, and you got to shake them off a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Standard, you know, you get your Mausers. Roadkill Rodneys are also, um, you know, the robots, lasso bots. Yeah, yeah, the Konami loves those. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're they a good... Uh, and they know. look cool. Yeah, I mean, when you think about a lot of the Ninja Turtle mythology, it's like it was just made for to be made a video game of, you know? like Right. Well, and at the end of this level, you get another main character, Bebop himself. Bebop, yes. Another one of the classic gruesome twosome. And he just basically charges back and forth. Uh, once he hits the side of the screen, he turns around and shoots at you and then charges again. It's a pretty easy game of just jump over him, hit him, jump, just play it cool. Nothing <laughs> nothing too challenging here. Yeah, again, the bosses in this game are just very, very easy. Yeah, for for the most part. And then you move on to the next stage. It's pretty cool. You are now on the highway. Yeah, head out on the highway, man. Looking for adventure. And you start off on the top of, like, a big rig? Yeah, it's a good, uh, you know, you make your way to the right, jump in. That's, a, you know, another similar kind of, we've seen this in a lot of 80s games, you know. It's a good level kind of theme. Oh, yeah. And they do it quite well here. Yeah. One thing that is interesting about this area is that uh, some of the guys, the enemies, will throw uh, big old crates at you. Oh, yeah, I like those, um, you know, and they look like the background, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, it looks cool the way they throw those, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, crates, I guess, however you want to describe them. But but there's very little to do besides battle your way to the boss. Good old Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. Fly mode. Looking good here. Yeah, and he's got an interesting pattern. Baxter will fly into the different corners of the room and of the area. And from there, he will shoot five bullets and then fly around some more. I just jump kicked him a bunch. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, agreed. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is there any more? <laughs> it's kind of weird because all the other times I feel like I've fought him are in the brawler style ones, you know? Right, Like, yeah. where this one's, like, actually just 2D, so you're, you know, you're it's... not moving in and out of the background. So. Yeah, you just have to dodge his bullets, and you can get a hit on him every time. Yeah, and, I mean, they do have a little boss life meter, so most guys, they only have, like, five hits. Mm-hmm. When you beat him, though, you move on to stage four, the river. This is my favorite level. Yeah? Um, it's yeah, like a little bit frogger? Yeah, yeah, you're on like logs in the river, but I like it because it's like, you know, you're going across the top of the water, but you can go down in the water. It's There's kind of two paths to the level at certain points. Yeah, you can totally go underneath all of these logs if you want. Fight some fish or, you know, lots of foot soldiers jumping down at you. Pretty chill. Is this where the first uh, giant balls come into play? I think it is, yeah. Which uh, you want to watch out for those. They're pretty strong. They are. But eventually you get to the boss. This is Shredder, right? Or mm-hmm. This is, uh, okay, I actually had some trouble with him for a little while before I figured out the easiest way to fight him. Like, I, I your ninja stars don't work, so I no. kept thinking you had to, like, hit him in the back or try these different things. But eventually I found if I just stood still and kept jumping and kicking, he would just get in front of me and I, I was able to beat him pretty easily yeah um i mean i remembered from my youth so again not too much trouble for me but but the sprite of shredder does look great yeah he's got like a sword and stuff Mm -hmm. chopping away uh it looks it's again very faithful if not the best animated agreed and then finally on to level five you are now in the technodrome yeah the final level of many ninja turtles games or Mm -hmm. possibly all of them (laughs) and you know this is borrowing a lot of things from those other games as well yeah, I mean, you know, as you might expect, you're in the Technodrome. You're going to be fighting uh, more robots, Mausers, robot, or Roadkill Rodneys. Um, Some rockets that are shot at you? Yeah, yeah, which, hey, whatever, deal with it. <laughs> and then there's always the classic, uh, you have to wait for the laser or electricity to stop moving to get through. Yeah, the beams, watch out for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nothing too mind-bending here. But you will eventually find yourself face to face with Krang and his big body, or yes. robot body, which looks straight out of the cartoon once again. And is a great sprite again. Yeah, this was actually one of the easiest bosses, I think. Yeah, because he just walks around and kicks. Yeah, and I, once again, I was like, I just stayed in place, jump kicking, and mm-hmm. he just seemed to, you know, it was like I never got hit, and he would hurt himself every now and then. So it was pretty easy. It was. And once you defeated him, he uh, goes back into the Phantom Zone or wherever they're from. Dimension <laughs> X. Yes, Dimension X. And one thing we also didn't mention, much like uh, Batman, this game has a lot of uh, you know in-between level cutscenes, and they look straight out of the cartoon. I mean, they're black and white, of course, but they yeah. look really good. Like, Very good. Well-drawn. You get your little ending. Rescued April O'Neil. Mm-hmm. Turtle power. Cre- <laughs> yeah, some credits. And then uh, at the end, question mark with Krang's face. Yeah. Who knows if he'll come back? Well, since there's like 20 Ninja Turtles games in these years alone, I'm, I'm, I think that he'll be back. All right, here we are in the final portion of our show. So, Nick, would you recommend playing this game? I don't think I would, man. Aww. I, I mean, I like it. I like the graphics, but it's just, it's such a, like, bland game. You're just playing through it. Like, it's not really demanding... It's okay, I guess. No, I agree. I agree entirely with what you said, but I would say play it just to check it out. Check out the music, see the graphics, and, you know, it's an easy 
half an hour, 40 yeah, minute I guess game to beat. It's brevity works in its favor in that way. Definitely. But I do love the music in this game. And the sprites are great. In As simple as their animations are, everything looks good and you know what it's supposed to be. It's true. And yeah, very faithful stuff going on. Next week's game will be Streets of Rage for the Sega Genesis. So find a copy of this game any way you can, friends. Grab your controllers and play along. And remember, if there's anything you want to say to us or you want to hear back from us about, email us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we will contact you. Please subscribe to the show on whatever thing you use to listen to this podcast and tell a friend because we need more people listening. Patrons, thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! up again and then we can do the review all right i must have swallowed a drop of that water <laughs> oh. Oh.